We are recording, not streaming. We don't do that. Gross. <laughs> Welcome to Books with Bitches. I'm Maria. And I'm Madison. Welcome. And today we are on our third installment of The Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Yay. Chapters 28 to the end. Let's talk about a roller coaster of emotions okay. that I felt during this last part. Do you want to talk about your rating for the section first or what do you want? What do you yeah, want we to can do, do that. Okay. Um, I think I said what a 3.5 for the last section. I believe so. I'm going to say a 4.25. 4.2. Look at you getting quarter points in. I feel like doing just single numbers isn't worthy enough for this chap- these chapters that I had. Oh, okay. But I say 4.25 simply for the fact that they got me. I didn't get some, like, I didn't really think any of the stuff that was going to happen happened. Mm-hmm. And I was reading outside for most of it. Did you audibly sure. gasp and your neighbors? I think my neighbors <laughs> probably think I'm really weird because I was like, you bitch. <laughs> I think I know when you yelled, you bitch. There were quite a few times that I yelled it. I bet you just yelled it at Emma, didn't you? Emma and Richard. Richard, I was like, oh, I can't wait for him to die. And I was like, I was just going crazy in my backyard. All right. What would you rate this last section? I don't know how you read thrillers. I just, maybe I don't read them right. Because I just feel like I'm wholly unimpressed with the genre. And that just automatically makes... My rating is really, really low. I think we read them the same word by word. I just... But you're a very intuitive reader. You read between the lines. I just kind of read on the surface and I'm like, oh! I think it's like the first chapter or whatever in this section where she like, she's going to go do something. And I was like, what's his fuck is going to be there? There was no question in my mind. I knew he was going to be there. I had an inkling, but still, did your did your heart not start racing? And no, you start because being, I knew oh. it was going to, I was waiting for it to happen. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but it's still like. I just, I, maybe I just don't have, uh, maybe I'm missing a gene where you I. You lack empathy. It's not lacking empathy. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not able to be surprised by someone doing something stupid. I think that's what it is, is that you're you're just like, a normal person wouldn't do this. I'm like, a girl, you need to be in a public place. Don't go to her apartment. <laughs> like When I go to meet new people, it's like, oh, would you like to go to a coffee shop? Do you live by a park? And if I go to the park, first of all, I have pepper spray. And second of all, I have my husband in the car watching me the entire time. You're right. It's It's not safe. And that's just what bugs me the most. And I just get... I'm wholly unimpressed with this entire section and I think the ending is dumb and and, like we can go over questions for this section or if we want to go over it in the drunk review, it's just going to be me yelling, what's the point? I can't wait. (laughs) I thought it was good. We can make another meme of me just yelling, what's the point? (laughs) What's the point? And how many times do you have to say, go to therapy? Or just like me screaming in frustration over the book. Because when I was editing, there's a lot of those too. And I was like, oh, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start, shall we? Chapter 28. Um, Vanessa is fired because when we see her earlier in the book trying to 
style her customer when she sees that dress that reminds her of her dress that one night. We finally find out what happens at that party. Not like the party that ended their marriage, but I think she cites this as the party that started the end of their marriage. Yeah. Where yeah, she, Alvin Ailey Gala. Yeah, where she's offered like an opportunity to actually be a teacher again and that she might actually like have an in and they would give it to them because it's a favor. And that pisses off Richard. So he goes over to the guy who offered her the position and is like, she is too drunk to be here, which I think hurt her chances to get that new position. Oh, definitely. I was okay. So speaking of Paul, mm-hmm. the man that was offering the job, you know, she had said on page 233, you know, when he had asked what I'd been up to and I mentioned volunteering, he didn't say how nice and seek out a more accomplished person. Instead, he asked, how did you get into that? And I found myself telling him about my years as a preschool teacher, preschool teacher and my volunteer work at Head Start. I was like, I was so happy because like finally someone genuinely cared to ask her what she wanted to do and what she did in life versus, you know, Richard keeping her at home all by herself or whatever. But at that point, I was like, Richard's going to do something to mess this up for her. Yeah. but And I was waiting for it. Yeah, but if we want to go back to, like, the people who always tell her, oh, how nice. I was like, that's just kind of Richard's crowd. Yeah. Just, like, wholly unsympathetic. Oh, you don't make a lot of money? I will go talk to someone else. More oh, you don't interesting. escargot on a daily basis? No, I like kids, you know? What does eating snails have to do with liking children? I'm just saying that's a rich people thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, sorry to the rich people that I might have offended with escargot. It's like, I remember I was a kid, I was listening to this one radio show, and they're like, why do they call it escargot instead of all dead snails and butter? And I was like, okay. I don't know how to make this, but okay. And then... I don't know. There's okay, like times in this chapter on like 232 where I think Richard and Vanessa actually do love each other, but it's completely overshadowed by the fact that... He makes her feel like shit. He, it's the constant nagging it. at the yes. ego. <laughs> because it's like at 234, and I was going to say this too, is like, you know... Paul looks at Richard, your lovely wife was just telling me how much she misses teaching. I was like, Paul, why'd you say that? Because now Richard's just going to be an angry man. Paul doesn't know. He doesn't know. I know. But I'm just like, if you could take back words. And you know, Richard crumpled up the damp napkin in his hand and put it on the waiter's tray and said, thanks. Dismissing the man. I was like, you're such an asshole, first of all. And then she felt him touch the small of her back saying she's great with kids. And then the moment he left, Richard leaned close to me. How much have you had to drink, sweetheart? His words were innocuous, but his body held an unnatural stillness. For me to already hate Richard enough. But then when they wrote this, I was like, that's it. I'm done with his ass. Oh, but then just wait. Anything else you want to talk about with this chapter? Oh, this is the Um, first time he like, I think he actually hurts her. Yeah. Had he been abusive prior to this? I don't think so. I think she like, there was one time where he, oh, at the honeymoon. Uh, when he grabbed her, but we don't I, find that out until afterwards. I th- I don't know if that was, like, actually abusive versus, like, he was... I think she perceives it as holding on too tight, which I would say fair because you almost drowned. However, you also took your claustrophobic wife scuba diving, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I did want to say, too, you know, like, with the whole Paul offering her a job and telling Richard, you know, um, she tried to defuse the situation. 
by saying, Paul just offered to introduce me to people at the charter school. It could be a part-time or it might not even happen. And then Richard nodded slowly. Is there a special reason you want to be in the city more frequently? You know, and she says, what do you mean? And one of the neighbors mentioned seeing you at the train station the other day, all dressed up. He said, funny, but when I called you the morning, you said you'd been swimming laps at the club. And that's why you hadn't answered the phone. I was like, he's a stalker. How else would he know what she's doing? And why does it matter if she's going into the city? Didn't you already know that he was a stalker? I did, but it sealed the deal when he said that. I was like, I feel like we have already already arbly <laughs> we have already established that he is stalking his wife yeah and then he proceeds to slap the shit out of her i don't think he slapped her this time did she he did yeah oh, okay. it's when she he grabbed her wrist and then she didn't even see his palm opening and connected with the cheek i i was like oh my goodness my heart Ugh, if you, if you and then the fact that he her. thought that he could cover it up with the gifts hate the man <laughs> hate the man but then her mom dies like she's like actively plotting her escape because she is just like nope he's abusive i don't need to be with him and then her mom fucking dies and we're like oh no yeah no i was i was very hurt for her because i think she finally started to realize that her mom and aunt charlotte were the only ones there for her and she was starting to slowly well, she's build that icing everybody else out though like, i think it was the last chapter that she iced out Sam finally, or the last I section. Think so. It was like the last, yeah, it was the last yeah. section that her and Sam got into the argument, and we find out why they stopped being friends. Yeah, so in this section, at this point, she's iced out all of her friends, so all she really can have at this point is family, and even then, yeah. like, yeah. But moving on to chapter twenty nine. I think one of the reasons um, I'll go over what happens in this chapter first. So basically, they go back to Florida. Mm -hmm. To go through her mother's house and all her possessions. And then we go into what happened with Maggie and uh, and Maggie's family. Anything else mm -hmm. important happening in this chapter? And then we'll go into details. I think I have on 240, you know, Richard is, is telling her, all I want is to be a good husband to you. But I know I haven't always been. You're lonely because I work such long hours. My temper, Richard's voice grew husky. I'm sorry, Nellie. I've been stressed. The market's been crazy, but nothing is as important as you as us. I'm going to make it up to you. I was like, that's such bullshit. I don't know. That was one of the times. So going back to the beginning of the, chap of the chapter, it starts with Richard was everything I needed him to be after my mother died. And I think one of the reasons that Ness Nessie, Nellie, Vanessa has such... I don't know if I want to call it a connection versus an attachment. We'll call it an attachment. Has such an attachment for Richard is because he was everything that she needed in times of crisis. And the other man that she loved, David, was not there in her times right. of crisis. So now she's finally getting that. And I think that makes it hard for her to let go. But going back to 240, it's funny that you say that because... I wrote that quote down too, and I just, I put, it's moments like these where I think Richard does really love her, but I don't think he knows how to express that love in a safe way. Healthy way? Yeah. I don't know. I think because <clears throat> of like me having been in a toxic relationship and mm -hmm. then like, and knowing that, yeah, they're saying these things, 
But like in reality, they're just saying it so that way you don't leave. They're it's a manipulative a manipulative tactic that they use. And that's why I was just like, no, I don't I wanted to partially believe him, but at the same time I was like, no. He's just he's just making her feel like shit. That's like the whole thing of the I'll take your your word. <laughs> Um, isn't it like that in a, in toxic relationships as well it's like you get the feeling you also want to believe that it'll get better mm-hmm. you you maybe that's you why i also so want badly. it to be better for richard and vanessa because at the end of the day we'll we'll just be honest here i love love it's just so nice <laughs> i fucking love going to weddings it just makes me so happy it doesn't have to be my wedding i just love seeing other people be happy yeah and I'm sure they were until she started to realize how horrible the situation got for her. Yeah. But then we ha- we go to like 242 where Richard promises things won't get bad for us again. Or and she that says worse. promise things won't get bad for us again. He says they won't. And then she says it is the first promise he'd ever promised to me he'd ever broken because things got even worse. And I just yeah, put I in my notes and I was like, too. this is fucking hopeless. <laughs> Just leave. Yeah, I also put on a 242 where she's going through her closet and she throws away her like her all her college stuff because she has bad memories of it. That's and then where we she, kind of learn about Jason. Well, yeah, that's why I put um okay, but here's the thing about Jason. They came on too strong with Jason. The authors did. They're like they, they I don't know. I don't know where. Well, there's that, but it's also like they they came on way too strong with J- like framing Jason to be the stalker in my mm-hmm. opinion like i think you're into true crime right mm-hmm. do you know what a white rabbit is it's been a while since i heard it but isn't it like the white rabbit where it just kind of starts leading you down different paths or yeah something like that that's yeah. i put next to jason's name i put white rabbit because it's meant to catch your attention so and you draw it away from what's, from what's actually, actually happening so Good that's job. <laughs> i was like i just don't when someone plants something like that right in your face, maybe in real life you can follow it because real life you you never know. But in books, I, it's too obvious. You for fell you. for it, didn't you? <laughs> I fell for it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense why she saw him. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I told you, you overanalyze. I just read the To surface. be fair, if I don't like a book... I will overanalyze it because I have to find ways to get through it. And then she like ac- accuses Jason in her mind of stalking her like to her her graduation and everything. And that's why she thinks he's the stalker. Yeah, I even made a comment about that. Like, you know, his was the face I saw that night of our burglar. I literally was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that makes sense. But then part of my my noggin in the back of my noggin, it was like, maybe it wasn't Jason. Maybe it was Richard. I don't know if she actually saw anything. I don't think she saw anything. I think her paranoia got the best of her. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, look, Richard's a piece of shit. However, he might not have the time to physically, mentally fuck up his wife in person all the time. He just does it by, by calling her phone and breathing into it <laughs> yeah that's kind of creepy if jish did that i'd be like yo you're sleeping on the couch <laughs> yo all right ready for chapter 30 chapter 30 okay uh she finally leaves sax after actually being fired 
and she believes and she starts going to Emma's apartment. Yeah, I have that. What I did think, why is she going to Emma's apartment? Why didn't she go somewhere else? It was so dumb. But also on that same page, she says, in my marriage, there were three truths, three alternate, sometimes competing realities. There was Richard's truth. There was my truth. And there was the actual truth which is always the most elusive to recognize. And I was like, oh, wow, the three truth triangle. So original. Vanessa goes into like this dumb, like occasionally these like dumb psychology things because she listens to a psychology podcast. And uh, her parroting shit back to me just annoys me. (laughs) So in other words, you and Vanessa would not be good friends in real There is a time and a place, and I'm pretty sure at this point, everyone knows the three versions of the truth. You don't need to tell me again. (laughs) (laughs) It's so overplayed. Like, it's me quoting Hamlet at people. Like, they probably know the quote. You don't need to say it. (laughs) Well, I just, like, I laugh because, you know, when, like, she walks in and he calls her and he, I, like, literally pictured his voice. What the fuck, Vanessa? Like, (laughs) I just thought it was so funny that he called her. I don't know. You know how you just sometimes picture people and how they talk? I just pictured him being like, what the fuck? I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But when, you know, he was like, you're insane. I ignored this. Those words from him no longer have the power to, to derail me. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Did you tell her you kissed me last night? He goes, what? You kissed me? And for a moment, my pace falters. And I recall what I said to Emma the first time I confronted her. Richard does this. He confuses me th- with saying so we can't see the truth and i was like richard when are you going to finally accept that you were wrong we'll get into why richard is like this at the end of the book well richard can they finally end the call and richard threatens to have her locked up which i laugh did you see that she did go to therapy i did see that she went to therapy very good for her that's why three times (laughs) only i thought it was a couple of times because i'm pretty sure Richard put a stop to that, which is all my harping yeah, has gone she, to the wayside. It's like, like oh, times. Vanessa, why don't you go to therapy? Because my abusive husband won't let me. <laughs> yeah, so it's not her fault anymore. <laughs> it's Richard's fault. I felt so and, bad. <laughs> well, I even have underlined on 250, you know, she had explained why wearing the blindfold bothered her. So she's like, so why would he give me a blindfold to wear when we drove to the new house? I chronicled how I had found the heirloom cake topper that had been manufactured years after Richard's parents. Um, the words on my page smudged from my tears as I recalled Duke's mysterious disappearance. I did like that she had the notebook mm-hmm. um, and how she like in- like wrote down all of the encounters that she had with Richard. That way she was like able to have a clear mind and be like, this is what happened. So he doesn't make me continue to think that I'm crazy. So I was like, that's that's very good on her part. Maybe a horrible hiding spot, but, you know. Ooh. Oh, on 252. This is when we start to see when the, I would say, the sparks between Emma and Richard begin to fly. As, like, how Vanessa starts to see, you know, that there's something going on between them. Because at one of the parties that they were at, you know, Richard headed to the bar to get his drinks. Vodka and soda with a twist of lime. He asked Emma, you remember... Her eyes followed him as he walked off. It all began in that moment. A new future materialized in front of me. I was like, this bitch. Not Vanessa. Emma and Richard. The fact that they weren't even, like, trying to hide it. Are cheaters smart enough to hide? No. <laughs> like, gross generalization. I feel like people who cheat are too self-centered to realize people notice their mistakes. 
That's probably the case is that they didn't even like realize what they were doing until not even I don't even think they realized at all. I feel like we've established that Richard just wants like this picture-esque life or whatever, like him being the perfect husband, him having the perfect wife, them having the perfect kid. Doesn't an affair ruin all of that? Yeah. I feel like his motivation should never have been to cheat. I don't know. Just leave her. Why are you? Why? Why do people cheat? Just leave. <laughs> because what? Why would they want to have to confront someone that they did something wrong? You don't have to just say, hey, you know what? This isn't working out. Let's, let's break uh, up. Yes. But that's a logical thinking. People who are cheaters don't logically think. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I have. Why did I say you? Oh, I think when Richard. Oh, yeah. No, it's the usually Richard on 253. Usually Richard was a tender, considerate lover. Early on, he savored me like a five course meal. I won't read the rest of this paragraph because it's gross. But basically, I just put you. No. When he said with his free hand, he yanked down my stockings, I heard a ripping sound and knew that they had torn. And then when he entered me from behind. Okay, again, this goes back to the last time that we talked about them writing sex scenes, that it's very uncomfortable reading these. Like, it's not like, wow, that was really hot. I think they're making it a point that, like, yes, the sex lives between them, like, their sex life. You don't get any of their good sex life, though. Was non-existent. They didn't have a good sex life. No, because she says in the first time, early on, he savored me like a five-course meal. Like, that alludes to a very healthy happy sex life but you don't get to see any of that in the book and it's probably on purpose so you just don't like richard but what i was gonna say was the fact that she wasn't there have been multiple times where they mentioned that she wasn't ready for him and he still went inside her yeah which is very rapey yes i think this shows that how like how controlling he is of her that she just has no say in what happens at all yeah. So I that made me very uncomfortable to read. And I think that's what they were trying to get at was like. There's that too. Was, but I think every sex scene that they've written that's like this. Like it's the only sex scenes that they've written that are like this. She never comes. It's always just him. Yeah, because it only. Well, I know. He's I know, the main. He's the main. No, I know. And I'm agreeing. <laughs> But Richard can suck an egg because... But also, in this chapter, I think we figure out, like, Vanessa is setting them up to have an affair. And it pisses me off because it goes back, like, maybe it's because Vanessa is setting them up to actually have their affair. And that's why she focuses so hard on the, it should have just have been an affair. You don't need to Mm -hmm. marry him because now she feels guilty that she's thrown Emma to the wolves. And again, I'm just kind of like, hey, Vanessa, it doesn't matter. Go away. Because we do, I have that marked on 255 where she said, I was desperate to hurry things along, but I forced myself to ab- to bide my time. I was a hunter in a blind waiting for my prey to wander into position. I was like, this whole thing has been like a chess game for her. And then she says on the end of 256, I found my perfect replacement. Soon Richard would be done with me and I'd finally be free. Neither of them knew what I'd orchestrated. They still don't. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, okay. That's one way to get out of a relationship. All right. We're on to part three. Part three. Chapter 31. At this point, we see Vanessa and Emma. Vanessa's running away from Emma's apartment after giving her the note. And she's saying, 
she needed to divorce Richard and that's but Emma got caught in the crossfire and that's why she feels like she has to save Emma and again I'm just like no you don't I have marked down um am I being sorry am I being hmm. a bitch does she need to save Emma because it's her fault that Emma and Richard got entangled I think it she does need to save Emma because she's the reason why Emma and got in this position anyway I disagree Emma would have done it anyways at the end we find that out yes but there's just something about Emma even early on the whole speech of her saying I would have I never would have gotten between a husband and a wife and it's like bullshit yes you would have it's like you did there's no denying it regardless of someone set you up to do something bad you don't have to do it and then even when they did she did break them up and then she goes on to marry him and at any point emma could have stopped i think you're not wrong about vanessa not having to save emma i think like looking at looking at it from my point of view if it were me in that situation i think i would try to at first but if i noticed that it started getting me into like serious trouble where like my life was in danger then i think at that point i would take a step back and be like you know what i tried you can only help people that want to be helped, and I'm done. You're the whole, you can't take a, you can take the horse to the water. But you can't make them drink. This should be cliche episode. I did want to make note of, you know, how she said Richard hadn't hurt her bad that night. The Alvin Ailey gala or whatever. Said not physically anyway. She recorded each of those episodes in her black moleskin notebook in the cab after I'd kissed Nick at my bachelorette party. That was on her. That was her fault. Not saying that she deserved to get hurt by Richard, but I'm just saying she allowed the kiss to happen. Um, at the Foglia, when a man at the bar had bought me a drink, and on the evening when I confronted Richard about Duke's disappearance, at other times he'd come even closer. Once he'd thrown our frame wedding picture to the floor, shattering the glass and also hurling a ludicrous accusation at me that I had been flirting with Eric, the scuba instructor from our honeymoon. I saw him stop by our room. Richard had yelled at me as I recalled how my husband had left bruises on my upper arm after helping me out of the boat. I called it. I knew Eric had something to do with it. Like Eric probably pushed Richard to the end, but had they even been flirting? No, they weren't flirting. But of course, Richard took it as that way. And then I also want to make a note of he had left. So how did he see that Eric Because he's had come stalking the room? her. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know how she didn't notice this. If he had left, then why he shouldn't have known that Eric had gone to the room. Maybe she's starting to notice it now. Finally. Or I think Richard at this point is probably sly enough to say, oh, well, the concierge told me or something like that. Or like the whoever is at the, the maid. I don't know. Oh, uh, we see more of his abuse. You know, he had, this was the same night as the Alvin Ailey mm-hmm. gala. Um, how he re- I think it was the night after. And, I, yeah, because she had a- he had asked her something. Why did you lie to me? It was about the whole, like, the neighbors saw you dressed up going into the city. Mm-hmm. And, like, she still said it was Aunt Charlotte. And that she thought he was going to beg for her forgiveness. But instead, he grabbed her hair, yanked her upright. Yeah. She stood on the tiptoes, clawing at his fingers, desperate for him to release me. It felt as if he was tearing my skull from my skull. Tear streamed out of my face, out of my eyes. Stop, please, I beg. He let go, but then leaned in to pin me against the edge of the counter. He wasn't hurting me now, but I knew it was the most dangerous moment of the night of my life. And then the fact that he said, you should go to bed now, Nellie. I I think I yelled, what the F? Outside. I was very upset he spaghetti. 
<laughs> Sunny spaghetti. What is the other thing you say? Is like salty splatoon. Oh, salty splatoon. I wasn't salty spittoon. I was upsetting spaghetti because well, I was like, I, I can't like believe. I would like to acknowledge that as of this point, you have stopped saying ye, stopped saying yeehaw during our podcast. <laughs> I can say it again. You nearly said it like three episodes in a row and then you just stopped and I was like, okay. That's because I stopped saying it out of spite. Who says it for you to say it out of spite? I don't remember why. Oh, because you know there's a meme that with a crab that goes yeeklaw. No. Like, also, you need to send me the meme where it's like the Wicked Witch. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll send it to you after this. But then we start to notice that, you know, he makes her breakfast as like a way to... I don't think he realizes how destructive his behavior is. And that he genuinely thinks that like, if he does something nice, like as a follow-up, like making her breakfast or buying her jewelry or bringing her an ice pack, that it'll all be okay. Yeah, but then there's also, like, other people notice that that she's getting hurt. Cause yeah, the, the guy with the clipboard. Guy <laughs> is so concerned for her. And she goes, oh, I was playing tennis. And then he looks around and is like, there's snow on the ground. Yeah. And you know, if Duke was still in the house, that would have never happened. Yeah, that's another reason. I don't... Do you think that's probably part of the reason why he got rid of Duke? Why would he buy Duke in the first place? Does Richard think he never would have escalated to physical violence? No, I think he genuinely thought that if he got Duke, it would make her feel safe, which is like one of his weird fetishes of making sure like him feeling like the safety net for her. Mm-hmm. And once he started seeing that she had like this attachment to, because remember, she feared Duke, Duke. at first. Yeah. So I think that was his way of being like, oh, she's not going to get close to Duke or attached. She's going to continuously fear, like, fear him and, like, I'll still be, like, the the hero. Yeah. And then he noticed that wasn't the case. Then we have, for years I have allowed fear to dominate me. This is when she's heading home. Mm -hmm. And then she thinks of Aunt Charlotte, who says, I'm not afraid of of storms. I'm learning how to stay on my ship. Cliche number five billion of this episode. I've never heard that one, but go for it. Oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, the only one I've heard is um, this is one, this one's really dumb because it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would I sail the ocean with someone else's map? And I was like, because it's the ocean and people die in it. <laughs> only <laughs> I read that one and I was like, that's unsafe. <laughs> I do like that she went to go cash check. Smart of her to do that now. Anything else happen after that? Mm-mm, not really. More so in like 32 is where I have more of my notes. Yeah, and it's like, I don't really, I don't have a lot of notes for 31. Oh my god, this is one where she's pretending to be Emma. <laughs> oh yeah. To go get the receipt. And then we find out Which... what happens at the cocktail party that ended their marriage. Yeah. And then she gets the receipt. Um, I do have note on 270. You know, on the day we met, Richard had told me to never cut my hair. That was the first rule, masking as a compliment that he had set down. I'd obeyed it throughout our marriage. Remember when I had made that comment the very first episode that I was like, when he touched her hair, that was creepy? We both thought it was creepy. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is going to show up later on. And then she cut it and he was mad. Well, she also dyed it too. Yeah, good for her. Look at her. I don't know. Just like reading about what she did at this party makes me laugh, but it's also like she she tried really hard to look crazy and woof did she succeed. She did it. 
I challenged Richard. Oh, yeah. I challenged Richard by trying to assert my independence and he made me pay for my transgression. I do want to say too that the fact that she even did any of what she did at the party and she knew that there were going to be consequences, that shows how badly she needed to get out of this relationship and like how what she would do and how far she would go, even if that meant her getting her ass beaten. Yeah. But this is also, have we gone over the fact that she knows these are punishments at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, she can, she can, like, note in her notebook, she's like, this is what I did on this day, and this made him mad, and then this was the punishment. Has that happened yet? I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. I think it's in the next chapter. But I do want to say, like, she she did during the party like want to stop doing all of this like she she's like i felt the nausea she's rising ruining the her reputation too i know and that's what sucks is that she's like i literally have to do this but it's the only way because no one else is gonna believe her well she also wants him to leave her so the only way to get him to leave her in her mind is, is to, to act crazy to. and to find the perf- perfect replacement for him which is going to be emma right uh, this whole thing was a trash fire and then her pretending to be Emma, I thought was a little cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. But now she has I did like the receipt. <laughs> I liked her little petty thing when she was leaving the office. And she's like, I reach out and touch Emma's photo again. I can't resist. I twist it so she faces the wall. I was like, okay. Because he noticed, I think she noticed at one point when they were like dating where he like had her photo. To the wall, yeah. And wasn't that really early in their marriage? Like, that was before they the, even got married. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> he goes, oh, the cleaning lady must have been here. Mm-hmm. Anything else about that chapter? Mm-mm. It just, ugh, gross. <laughs> the problem I have with this book at this point on, every chapter I finished, I was like, mm, gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I need to keep reading. Oh. So we go into 33. Okay, so 33 starts off way too happy. And that immediately should pique your your senses your detective uh, senses should be tingling okay well i still need to get these that detective hat um i still need to get you red flags um i'll send you some links to some detective hats okay thanks <laughs> You're like, i don't know what i'm looking for <laughs> i did like how her and aunt Charchar were talking and you know and she had asked aunt charlotte like did you ever want children and aunt charlotte was like no not really and then you know, Aunt Charlotte asked her, kind of, and she's like, I'm the lucky one. And she said, I, we tried for a long time, and every single month I felt like a failure, but after a while I wasn't sure if we were meant to have kids together. And then Charlotte asked, really? Is it, it was that simple? And she goes, no, it, it wasn't. Well, we get you know? a big reveal later. Oh, no, we get it now. It's this one, yeah. Richard doesn't have effective spermies. I hate Richard. Maybe you're right. His dick's too small. Small beaver. Yeah. I was like, okay, so, you know, when she called the clinic and they're like, yeah, he canceled his appointment. But then when he came back and said, my Michael Phelps boys are still going strong. I was like, that one, please don't ever say that. And two, you piece of shit. You've been making her feel like a failure because she can't have kids. But then she's and also, this is your fault. but she's also on the fertility pills that make her feel terrible. Yeah, and, and gain weight. Well, does he know he can't have kids because he doesn't even get tested? He got tested that first time, but remember, but like, did he? Didn't the doctor say like he said? The doctor said, I don't know. 
Because it says it was Dr. Hoffman who finally suggested that me, that Richard should have a second semen analysis. Didn't anyone tell him that? So I think he got the first one, but I don't know. She said there can be errors in any medical test. So I think that's what they're saying is that the first one they did have an analysis. But why would he then just not go to the second appointment? I don't know. Maybe because at that point they had already started their affair with Emma. He had already started his no, affair with Emma. No, I don't think they had started that yet. Like they were, I don't think they were trying to have kids when they started the affair. But it just doesn't make sense for me to like something must to happen for him not to get it tested at all. I don't know. Did Doctor Hoffman actually like see the semen analysis test? I don't know. I don't think it ever says anything about it because I just like it. It kind of alerts me to think that I don't think he actually got it tested the first time. And I think he already knows that he can't have kids. It's probably because he went to a different clinic. And that's why Dr. Hoffman doesn't know. So Dr. Hoffman already thinks, yeah, you did for the first time, but get it a second time. And so to go along with what the doctor's saying, of course, he's going to say, yeah, yeah. Because she, she never went with him to any of the appointments. Yeah. But she wanted to. Which is why she found out. Yeah. She makes plans to go to Venice with her Aunt Charlotte after I've saved Emma. And then she takes the picture of the receipt and she sends it to Emma. And then she texts Emma and says, you placed the order, but who canceled it? And that's basically the end of the thing. And then Emma responds, meet at my apartment at six. Did this not tingle your senses like you i think you said you kind of expected him to show up it was just it like did because it's a dead ringer like, he's definitely gonna show up <laughs> i was like there's he's gonna be there i was like i that's like i knew something was gonna happen what is this chapter 30 34 back on 33 when we know that aunt charlotte has her degenerative disease or whatever i noticed it's really common for artists to lose their eyesight yeah, I don't, I wonder why, if that's like a, a thing or if it was just by chance. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a lot of like very famous artists. They're like, oh yeah, and then they started to go blind. And you're like, oh, that's great. 34. Oh, this is when uh, Richard cancels the furry paw thing, the furry paw donations. And then mm-hmm. she realizes that it was him. Instead, I'm struck with the realization that since Richard left me, I haven't thought of Jason at all. Poor Jason. And then she says, of all of Richard's cruelties, this is perhaps the worst. And then she wants the number to call all of them. And that he took all the e- the emails. Yeah. I, uh, it just each chapter that continues on, the more and more my hatred for Richard just continues to grow. Like at this point, I don't even think I have like... Do you finally like Vanessa? I think so. You went from, like, I hate both versions of her to, like, I'm rooting for Vanessa. I'm rooting for Vanessa. Yeah, because at the end, I was like, good for her. That's just wonderful. (laughs) Fuck Richard. Fuck Richard. Fuck Emma. Yeah, I still don't like Emma. I've never felt an iota of sympathy for Emma in any way, shape, or form. And then she pulls this shit. Oh, I know. Come in. I just... I can't believe that she sees the door open. I can't believe that Emma doesn't realize that she is directly putting Vanessa in danger having Richard there. Emma's selfish. And especially when we find out her backstory, it's like, okay, that makes sense why you really didn't care to begin with. But even then, like Vanessa tries so hard, like the whole Richard size, this is exhausting. I cut him off learning how to anticipate his line of attack. Call the credit card company. Call Visa and confirm the charge while Emma listens to it. It'll take 30 seconds. We can settle this now. And then he doesn't want to settle it because he knows it doesn't exist. 
Right, but, you know, Emma is already into his little charade that he is playing, you know? And then the whole, Vanessa, there is something deeply wrong with you. <laughs> oh, I know. You are never to come here again. And then at the bottom, as I walk past Emma, she folds her arm across her chest and turns away. I literally was sitting in my chair outside going, you bitch! I, I, know, I know this is terrible for me to say, but this, like, once again, is the whole thing where I was like, I want Richard to kill Emma. I wanted both of them. <laughs> and Sorry, then, does that make us bad people? Probably. I already like self-admit to most of the people that I mean. It's like, hi, I'm a terrible person. You probably shouldn't be my friend. Um, <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> chapter 35. We have more of Richard being abusive. <laughs> yep, and how he noticed that she was gaining weight. Okay, and so, no, like, no, no, no. Like, I wish I could have given Emma the moleskin, the moleskin notebook to Emma along with the revenue script. Maybe if she had the chance to leaf through the pages, she would detect the undercurrent churning together of these seemingly disparate events, but the notebook no longer exists. Oh, yeah. I screamed at that part, too. Because I was like, well, I was like, then Richard has something to deal with it. Well, yeah, and then um, I have the whole thing when we started 35 right after that thing that happened with Emma and Richard. I was just like, Vanessa, this is not your problem. Let her figure it out for herself. And then she has the whole, um, and then I have Richard's an abusive dick. No surprise. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because he buys her a high-tech scale. I was like, if if Joshua did that to me at all, I would probably leave him because... I know that seems maybe a little rash, but at the same time, it's like, you need to be with someone that loves you for who you are, not someone who does passive aggressive things to be like, you're fat, you need to lose weight, here's a scale, eat healthy with me and you need to go to the gym with me. Like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. But I did tell him if I do start getting fat, then tell me. I have that same rule with my husband. However, <laughs> at some point I was like obsessed with weighing myself every day and like, obviously as a woman, you notice a certain time of the month, you gain like 10 pounds and right. it it happened like every month and every month I would freak out and my husband fucking hid the scale. <laughs> Good. That's what we He's, need. That's he was like, husband. you don't need this in your life. And I was like, no, where's the scale? <laughs> Joshua tracks my period. So he usually is the one that goes, hey, you're. Bruh. Your emotions are a little high. Bruh. So let's see when your period. Why are. do our like my. My husband knows my period better than I do, and I track it with an app, and every time, he is always right. I'm okay with it. It makes me feel loved. Um, but yeah, speaking of the moleskin, you know how she's, like, looking for it, and then she Richard asks, is this what you're looking for? That was... <laughs> and he made her rip it up. Like, I, w I wanted to beat well, him. She couldn't then, even rip it up. Because then afterwards, he beat the fuck out of her. God, that was so scary. It was. I did not like watching. I think I, I teared up while I was watching this. Like, you know, he's like, you were a pathetic waitress who couldn't even walk down the street without thinking someone was going to come after you. So he uses that against her, dragged his hands through his hair, and part of it stood up. His t-shirt was rumpled, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't care about that. You ungrateful bitch. How many women would kill to have a man like me to live in this house, to vacation in Europe, and drive a Mercedes? I was like... Red fucking flag, wave it across the finish line. I was going to shoot him myself. If I could jump into a book, that's what I would do. But it's then, also, it just like, this is where I get frustrated with Richard. And it's like, oh, Richard, you think she's ungrateful? Leave her. 
why do you need to be in this marriage if you think your wife is such a POS? I, I, and I hate that he keeps saying, like, you need to prove to me that you're going to be all in it as if I, like, just as I am. I just, I don't know why it's maybe because he would have killed her if Vanessa had said, I'm not all in. I don't want to be all in. <laughs> yeah. No, because then she's like, he, he would have killed says, her. You're so fucking incompetent. You want to leave me? He shouted as he kicked me again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to twist away from him, but he was sitting on my abdomen, trapping me in place. His hand closed around my neck. You were supposed to love me forever. You were supposed to save me. His voice was soft and sad now. I was like, you piece of shit. No. But okay, Someone, this one person is not supposed to save you. Raises the, he's been married before. Mm-hmm. You know, do you see what I'm getting at? It's just like, Richard, maybe you're the problem. He, like, he is the problem. I was like, <laughs> you didn't love your other wife forever? No, he's a horrible person. And then she and wakes up he, in the same place. Well, then we see that he accuses her. You know, you've been lying to me. You've been deceiving me. You're not acting like the Nelly I married. Yeah, because you did this to her. She's not even Nelly. Her name is Vanessa. She's Nessie. Piece of shit. I can't stand him. Oh, my God. I hate him so much. Oh. I'm committed to our marriage, Nelly. Do not ever make me question whether you are again. And then the whole, even when I'm not there, I am always with you. And then she finally notices the security cameras. And what I've been saying these past two episodes, he is spying on her. Yeah, he's disgusting. Ugh. And then I have my in my notes, it's like, pretending your marriage is okay. Horrible. And then she has, there's only one way my husband would let me go. It would ha- need to be his idea to end our marriage. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, he's I, horrible. Do you need... Can't she go to, like, the police if she's been documenting her abuse and her wounds? Like, go to the police. They'll send you to, like, a battered women's shelter. I don't know why she didn't. Like, okay, this gets into what I was screaming about last episode when I was, like, yelling about therapy. And then I yelled, like, why don't people in thriller novels act like normal people? It might have been because Richard would have known she would have tried to leave. But at that and point, then would have probably, I don't know, though. Because at that point, you just leave all of your electronics because it's probably how they're tracking you. Yeah. And then you go to the police or you go to a battered women's shelter. And I'm pretty sure their job is to hide you. It, yes. They try their best to keep you away from the danger. Is it just a battered, is it battered women's shelter or are they just women's shelters? Um, they're, they have like domestic violence shelters. I think they're just called a woman's shelter. I know because the, the church I went to as a kid used to like sponsor them like every month. And then we have 36 where Emma calls her to like say it's like about the visa bill. And I like, mm-hmm. I got tingly. And it's just like, <laughs> what if she tries to deceive her again? I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I was like, you already did it. Fool me once. Shame on me for Well, then Vanessa smartens up and then she says, like, hey, let's meet in a public place. <laughs> Should have done this to begin with. And they go to the, the bridal salon, which is a very interesting place to choose. But again, no, no, she's no, no, right. No, no, no. Richard she, wouldn't go there. Yep. And I was like, no, it's it's a good place. I don't think it's like a thing anymore, but like. Yeah, Jish didn't know that because I was like, oh, look at these wedding dresses. He's like, can I go with you when you go try some on? I was like. No, and he no goes, cocks in the hen house. He said, oh my god! I said because the groom's not supposed to see it before, and he goes, "But I want to see it." 
<laughs> I feel if you guys ever get married, you should probably do a, do you want the first look to be down the aisle or you can do a first look photo shoot? It depends on if we have a big wedding or a small wedding. We might be like you in a lope and I'll tell you the day of. <laughs> <laughs> So many people got mad at me for that. I can't imagine why. Oh, yeah, me neither. So anyway, uh, I don't really have much in this chapter. Um, pretty much, you know, they're trying to figure out how to deceive Richards. Well, the him. whole thing where it's just like, now give me your phone. I tap it and then show Emma. It's tracking you. Richard bought it for you. His name is on the account. He can access your phone, his location, your location at any time. And then she's like, he calls when he knows what I'm doing? <laughs> I just want, are they really this dumb when it comes to technology that they can't figure it out that they're being tracked? I don't know how old the authors are of this book, uh, but I would yeah, like to assume that they're older than us. I just thought it was very like, interesting. For us like, to be, for us, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my, my parents were tracking my cell phone as a teenager. That's why I turned that shitter off. If my parents were tracking my phone when I was a teenager, they would see very inappropriate things. I think it's just location usually. Okay, good. And then if you are a, a dumb teenager and fuck it up, you somehow sync your your phone to like some family account and then they can see all your, your texts and sex and lewd emails. Maybe send a nasty emails? <laughs> no, it's not me, but I was just like I know some like some kid was just like, I fucked up, I did something on the family account and I looked at them and I said no, you didn't. And they're like, I, I did. And I was like, you're fucking stupid. Awkward. Yeah, the whole, I think he calls her or whatever. And then she's just like, save her, save her. And then she tries to give her a drink. And you also see it. It's just like, I feel like Vanessa is going sober. I just like how Vanessa, they made it seem very much so that she had a drinking problem. But I really, did she really? Or... Was that just uh, Richard making it seem like she did? I think at the beginning of the book, she was under so much stress, she did have a drinking problem because she would wake up hungover. Right. Even after Richard had left her. Because remember, like, she would, like, she was drinking out of the coffee mug mm -hmm. and getting drunk and being hungover and being late for work. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I know. Unlike Home Before Dark, we do see a lot of character development in this one. And I'm not sure if it's just the fact that the authors are being like, she's not crazy. I told you that was going to be the plot twist. Vanessa's mm -hmm. not crazy. <laughs> yeah, we all knew it was Richard. Well, and I sent you that meme. <laughs> it's like, I liked it. I it. <laughs> well, it's like, the husband well, we did it. That. And if he didn't, yes, he did. <laughs> We can um, post that as our Instagram thing when we were. Can you steal other people's Instagram it. posts? Yes, as long as you Instagram. Yeah, as long as you like tag them. In oh, okay. It. I was just like, I feel weird posting other people's stuff. That's why I don't tag anyone in any of my posts. <laughs> You're supposed to. Um, Three oh nine. I have, you know, like she tells Emma, you need to go. Mm -hmm. Stay with a friend, leave your cell phone here, so you can't find you. Richard's anger always passes quickly. Like she obviously knows him, and Emma's just kind of like, okay. But then, you know, I like how this kind of made me think a little bit differently of Emma. Just small, small thing where, you know, Emma's like, get out, you know, and she's like, blame it all on me. It's the safest solution. And then Emma goes, it might not be for, it might be for me, but it isn't safe for you. I was like, okay, she's starting to kind of think about Vanessa and how she's genuinely trying to help her now. 
Yes, but okay, maybe you can tell me the point of chapter 37 because I genuinely did not get the point of chapter 37. Of why um why it exists. Why Vanessa was in the closet? Yeah, I don't know why. I felt like this I think entire chapter could have not have been in this book. It didn't really need to be because I think it it shows that like I, I think it was a white rabbit thing. You know, because it, Vanessa kept saying, this isn't what we rehearsed. Mm-hmm. I think Emma was going to end it with Richard mm-hmm. and Vanessa was supposed, because Vanessa had the camera. So I think Vanessa was re- going to record. And then like, if something were to happen where Richard tried to abuse Emma, then Vanessa could come out and be like, what the heck? I have you on camera. I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go that way. So I think it kind of shows that Emma had ulterior motives. Okay. Cause I without was, outright saying it. I was just like, what is happening? Why is this even here? Yeah. It was, it was kind of weird. All right. Okay. Let's see. 38. Let's see. I have, it has pockets for her fucking dress. You know, oh, every woman ever, <laughs> I've ever met, their, their dress has pockets. They, you don't have to ask, they'll tell you. Oh, I like your dress. Thanks, it has pockets. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are deprived of pockets. But here it just goes like, Emma doesn't think about Vanessa's safety because following mm. Vanessa's plan in chapter 37 would have been safest for Vanessa. And now she has to go out and take an insur- life insurance policy out on right. her. She's pretty sure she's going to die, which the lack <sighs> I don't. I don't even have any notes really in these next two chapters. Those are. That's the only note I have for okay. thirty-eight. The last. Yeah, I have one. One thing for thirty-eight, and it's at the very end of. Um, no, never mind. I don't even have anything on thirty-eight. It blacked out because I was like, I need to get past this and see what's going on. Because well, she's because- plotting her death, and then she leaves, and she's like, I have ninety minutes, and then she thinks she's saying goodbye to Aunt Charlotte for the last time. I know that made my heart hurt. So moving on to thirty-nine. All I have is Richard is trying to kill Vanessa and Maureen is gross. Maureen? Oh, she's on my hit list at the end of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In 39, we see that Richard tries to kill Vanessa Vanessa, (laughs) um, and that she beats him. Not really beats him. She hits him with the cake topper. Yeah, that he had in her pocket. Yeah, which I was like, oh, okay, hit him where it hurts. Um, it blew my mind that Maureen straightens up. She pulls the paper towels away from Richard's face and examines his injuries. When she speaks again, her tone is brisk, yet carrying it isn't so bad. I don't think you need stitches. I'll take care of everything, Richard. Maureen gathers up the shattered pieces of porcelain. She cups them in one hand. I will. I always took care of you, Richard. I never let anything bad happen to you. You don't have to worry. I'm here. I'm going to fix everything. I was like, you have the weirdest relationship with your brother. Well, the fact of the matter is, Maureen is literally as... I don't care what how many mean things we have said about Richard. Maureen is literally the amalgamation of pure evil. Because mm-hmm. she watches these women date and marry her brother who he then abuses and she just lets and him she get knows away with it. it and she knows it which is just absolutely mind-boggling and she tries to oh and then she oh. hides it yes and that you know when she so and then she's satisfied that this has happened i know i 
I told you in the first episode, I asked you the question. You said no. What question? Do you have incest vibes? I didn't want to believe it. It's a... I, I thought it was maternal vibes, but then the the more I continued reading, the more I was like, this is weird. And then we seal the deal in chapter 40 if we're ready to move well, on. Well, yeah, but no. 40. So I was just like, the only reason I ask weird questions like this is because it's a thriller book. It's some weird shit happens. Some type of weird shit has to happen. So yeah, um, the fact that Maureen is there every day. I don't know. I didn't know you'd be here today. And then she's like, I'm here every day. I've taken a leave of absence from work. Like, she doesn't even let Richard talk. No, says that's enough. Anyway, so. Okay, here's my question about Maureen. Do you think Maureen is so controlling of Richard and that's why Richard is so controlling of his significant others? Definitely, because we see at the beginning that Maureen is his mother figure Mm -hmm. since he grew up without them. And so I think he learned her behaviors and that like, you know, uh, he lacked, you know, having parents to comfort him and not like keep him safe. So I think that's why he had that like weird, like, I need to keep when I'm in relationship. Like, that's why he had that daddy complex kind of thing. And that she and then Maureen is trying to like excuse his attack of Vanessa with, okay, well, uh, just because he nearly killed you. Why are you interrupting my story? I'm trying to tell you when our parents died, because that's the reason why he is the way he is. I was like, just own up to his actions. He's a he's a a psycho. But I'm pretty sure a lot of serial killers have suffered from like head injuries as children and that's just like it's, it's not head a justification injuries, but it's also like it's also just the way that they were brought up yeah well he's which makes we're lucky sense. he's not he's a serial killer because he has both <sighs> he's weird but then you have like she finally sees him again and this just makes me sad for richard and the fact that we know that marine is going to take advantage of him at this point she's gonna pretend that she's his wife now i don't I don't think that's what's going to happen. I just thought it was very weird that she put the rings on. Like, that that's when I was like, okay, and so I don't I'm want to sure think that she... it would get to that point, but we don't know. And I don't I'm pretty that. sure that's going to happen. But I feel for Richard in this one part where he's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Vanessa. Is there any way you could give a, me another chance? I'm getting better. We could start over. 28 days in a rehab facility is not going to make you better. But We okay. could adopt a child. We could make it perfect this time. Well, it's not 27 days or 28 days in the rehab facility. It's the fact that he would get therapy afterwards. I still wouldn't go back to him. I mean, I wouldn't go back to him either. But I just, I feel for him because now I just feel like Maureen is going to have like a fucking chokehold on his life and pretend to be his wife. And Maureen's weird. Yeah. And then we have 41 and where we find out that Kate, her therapist is Richard's first ex-wife. What are the odds that that happens? I feel like it's a thriller book and it should be to be expected. Because <laughs> I was like, that's very, how, why? I was like, oh, shocker, everything's connected. The only right. thing Maria what wasn't connected that Maria called out was just like, I'm having an affair with Richard, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam. Do you have any other notes on 40 or 41? Mm-hmm. No, I just made the note well, that Kate was. We also see what happens when you try to leave Richard is he physically cripples you. Yeah, and you have a limp for the rest of your life. And then 41, we finally see Sam again. Yay! I was like, yay, they're together again. And she's married. And what the fuck are happy beads? 
They remember when they were living together, they had happy beads and they would wear them like if they went out and stuff like that. No, that I was like, their. oh, yeah, they made a comment about that, like in the beginning of the book. And that was like their little like friendship bracelet thing. Oh, OK. And now we have the epilogue. OK, I thought the epilogue was going to be uh, Richard stalking Vanessa, because to oh. me, that would have made more sense because he's done it for so fucking long. But we find out it's Emma stalking Vanessa. Because Emma's so connected. And just to solidify that Emma is a piece of shit who was directly affected by an affair and then starts that an affair. Her father did. Well, right. she's, she's like, but I'm she going to get know. back at Vanessa for ruining my family. She thought it was Vanessa's fault. And then once Vanessa was like, I too was, you know, blindsided by a married man who didn't tell me about his family. Then she's like. It was my dad's fault. It wasn't Vanessa's fault. But even after she realizes what Vanessa has told her, then she still puts Vanessa in danger in the closet. Right. Yeah. Well, she's a bitch anyway, so. <laughs> but no, I, I think this would have been better if it was Richard stalking Vanessa at the end, because then you get the, the eerie suspense of Richard's going to get Vanessa again. And then we get the whole, like, the distance between us grows greater and greater with each breath, like. What kind of ending is that? And you have my whole rant I went on earlier. I was just like, what is, what was the point of the epilogue to wrap up that Emma was David's kid? I think, I think so. I think I was you just You could have done that in like... a separate chapter. There is a better way to do this versus Emma telling us that she is David's kid. Vanessa snooping around and finding a family photo. Mm-hmm. But remember, Vanessa did try to search her, but Emma changed her name. Yeah, but Vanessa was in Emma's apartment. She was in Emma's closet. There was potential for them to have Vanessa figure out that she was David's kid earlier in the book. And this book, I think the reason I have so many problems with it is it suffers from the show don't tell. Or it suffers from telling me everything versus showing me things. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I feel like they have like a blow horn or a bullhorn in my face screaming at me. Like, this is what's happening. Do you understand? Do you have any dis quick discussion questions? Um, I don't necessarily have any right now, just because I want to wait until we do the full drunk review, because mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what you have to say with your rants. Oh, well, I have a couple for the justice section, or okay. I'll read them out to you and we can decide if we want to keep them for the, the big review. I have, do you think Vanessa and Richard could have worked things out had she taken him up on her as an offer? I don't think so. I think at this point, like, you mean, like, when he's at the rehab facility? Mm -hmm. Had she been like, I don't think let's, so. let's work this out? You don't think so? Why? I think, like, I think older Vanessa, like, when, let's say we take Vanessa when she was still, like, in the marriage, you know, and, like, he had gotten help before, mm -hmm. maybe she would have stayed. But now that we have, like, renewed Vanessa, who's like, I know my worth. I deserve better than what he was giving me. No, she wouldn't go back because she's like, it's it's going to repeat itself. Well, that and just to put yourself in that. And like, even if he doesn't change or if he relapses back into that, you're just putting yourself in danger. Exactly. Um, do you think Richard ever actually loved anyone? I don't think he loved them. I think he loved the idea of being their protective rock. Well, I think in chapter uh, 40, when we go over like the Maureen stuff, like Maureen said, oh, like, says she's like richard has always wanted like perfection or something yeah and i think that's just what he was looking for 
Other than Emma wanting revenge, is that her only motivation? Because I just have like, what is Emma doing? This is this is why I didn't like Maggie in Home Before Dark. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, like you literally grew up with so much anger that you felt the need to go and destroy someone. Like, it, I mean, it worked out in the end because it made. It what if it didn't Vanessa work out? out? What if she got Vanessa killed? Exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I don't having Emma in the story helped propel the book but i don't think it was the best like she they really didn't have to tie her to being to no, daniel they didn't <laughs> but i think that's like that was like another plot twist that they're like because <gasps> i went like that i was like oh my god emma <laughs> condensation <laughs> stop and then i have a do you like the stalker ending do you there's like- just a lot of stalker stuff in this book and i don't really like it I don't either. Well, I just put it as like, is Vanessa still paranoid? Because she's literally being stalked. She's stalked by everyone. So it was okay. For <laughs> I, was, I, I don't blame Vanessa for being paranoid. Oh, everyone is stalking you. Thank you for joining us. On That's the end of the book. <laughs> installment of the end of The Wife Between Us. Join us for the next episode as we do our boozy review. And we can finally hear Madison's actual rant that she wants to go on because she'll have alcohol fueling her system. I like how I am the bad guy. (laughs) I'm Richard. You're Vanessa. I thought I was the bad guy. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't want to be Richard. I don't think Richard wants to be Richard. Anyway. Join us next time. Marine wants to be Richard. I figured it out. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, join us next time with Books with Bitches. Bye. Bye.